0: Welcome back to the Eat Scripture Podcast. This is Eric and Gina Robinson. We are going through 1 Kings right now Mm -hmm. and have gotten to a really interesting part here in Chapter 20. We kind of had to stop in the middle of a story last time, Mm -hmm. and so we're going to, we've got a lot to cover today, Mm -hmm. so we're going to kind of get on it pretty quick here, but just as a kind of catch catch up from last week so mm-hmm. that we'll kind of remember where we were mm-hmm. uh, you want to kind of wrap that up that last part what's going on
1: yeah because this this is great what well, we're getting into here now we're getting this uh sandwich has started from chapter 20 to 22 that is telling us major piece about ahab why things are happening to him like they are why god's coming down on him like he is and so this is a giant piece of the puzzle for us to understand why god is upset with the king's especially the kings of Israel. Um, and Ahab kind of exemplifies all of that. So as we've gotten into it here now, both chapters 21, uh, 20 and 22 are going to have Ahab in fights with the Syrians. And in this first one now, as we walk, we've just barely started here, but we see that he's going to have to go out and do battle. And God is said, he's
0: the king of Syria.
1: That's right. And God has said, told him very clearly through a prophet, that he can win, but he needs to put his servants of the governors of the districts is how God wants to bring this victory about Put them first. So he has, it just says he's gonna bring it about through them, but yeah, that's what he winds up doing is putting them first, sending them out first. And that's a point in the text. And so it's interesting, we have to take that into account. We talked about it last time, how that number 232 throughout scripture, when we see the word of the Lord, that equals in the letters of the letters of the words equal mm-hmm. 232. If you just add them up, like a, like any Jew of the day could have done right. uh, to understand a so very specific number, number here.
0: So that's very specific. Uh, I think it, we're supposed to look for what the meaning is. Yes. There, the word of the Lord.
1: So we have the 232 going out in front of a group of 7,000. And the last word we had about 7,000 was that uh, there were 7,000 people who had never bowed the knee to Baal or kissed him with their mouth in verse In chapter 19, verse 18. So we have a good association for that number. Do I think these are those 7,000 people? Well, no, of course not. But that number says good things to us.
0: Oh, right. It makes our mind go back to, oh, there are 7,000 who haven't bowed their knee to Baal. Yes. And
1: so when I hear the number, I'm like, oh, I have a good feeling. Okay. And so I should have a good feel. 7,000. I should have a really good feeling about that number. So here it seems like Ahab's doing the right thing. Right.
0: Because, I mean, we haven't seen Ahab do the right thing very much. No, so
1: No,
0: I, I, no. It gives us some hope for him. It
1: does. Absolutely, it does. We're starting to wonder. Maybe this is a good thing. Maybe we're seeing good turnaround. Um, so, he's going to go out to battle. This is what he's going to do. And, and when he does it, of course, now we're curious how things are going to turn out. That's where we are in verse 16. We're waiting to see what's going to happen.
0: Okay, we'll start reading there. And they went out at noon, while Ben-Hadad was drinking himself drunk in the booths, he and thirty-two kings who helped him. The servants of the governors of the districts went out first, and Ben-Hadad sent out scouts, and they reported to him, Men are coming out of Samaria, and he said, If they have come out for peace, take them alive. Or, if they have come out for war, take them alive. So, these went out of the city, servants of the governors of the districts, And the army that followed them and each struck down his man. The Syrians fled and Israel pursued them. But Ben-Hadad, king of Syria, escaped on a horse with horsemen. And the king of Israel went out and struck the horses and chariots and struck the Syrians with a great blow.
1: Okay. So there's what we see first is that sure enough, Ahab goes out. He does what God said to do. He puts the 232 servants of the governors of the districts first, which represents putting God's word first. The prophet came to him and said, this is what you have to do. And he listened to him. He puts them first and then he takes out his 7,000. They go and they meet in battle. And the other king has bad intentions in mind. We can see that from verse 18. No matter what they come out for, if they want to like parlay some treaty and make peace. Nope. Take them prisoner. If they don't want to do that, I don't care. Take them prisoner. I don't care what they want to do. Take them prisoner. And so we can see he has bad intentions from the start. And then verse 19, and 19 through 21, though, God works exactly like he said he would. And they defeat this much stronger force Mm -hmm. that would have been coming uh, from Syria from the north. And they defeat them. And God Obviously, does a great blow against the Syrians. Strikes, the, strikes them with a great blow through his people. Then ben
0: Haydad escapes. Though,
1: and ben Haydad escapes, and ben Haydad escapes. So we know that there's he's still out there. Surely he's going to do something. He's not, and that's true. He's not done. But this day is a great victory because they followed the direction of the Lord. Right. Did exactly what he said. That's what we need to know mainly from here. Okay. So now we'll go from twenty two. Through twenty-five and watch how both of them, both forces are advised.
0: Okay. Then the prophets came near the king of Israel and said to him, Come, strengthen yourself, and consider well what you have to do. For in the spring the king of Syria will come against up uh, come up against you. And the oh, sorry. And the servants of the king of Syria said to him, Their gods are gods of the hills, and so they're stronger than we. But let us fight against them in the plain, and surely we'll be stronger than they. And do this, remove the king, each from his post, and put commanders in their places, and muster an army like the army that you have lost, horse for horse and chariot for chariot. Then we will fight against them in the plain, and surely we will be stronger than they. And he listened to their voice and did so.
1: Okay, so in 22, immediately Ahab gets word from that same prophet who's still talking mm-hmm. to him. Unnamed. Okay, now, still unnamed, but yes, he says, okay, now, now come strengthen yourself, consider well what you have to do, you know, in the spring, good and well, there's going to be more of this because Ben-Hadad got away and we know okay. that he's not going to just but... go down without swinging, so he's still going to, still going to come back. So that's the advice he's given from his prophet. Look, don't take this as a once for all deal. You still need to consider what's going to happen. Let's think about it. Let the Lord speak to you. I mean, that would be implied, I think, because okay. that's what—that's how this battle was won. In verse 23 through 25, on the other side, he's getting his advice. This is Ben Hadad, ben Hadad is getting his advice wow. from his servants who are now coming to him and saying, look, Here's what happened. We figured it out. He's a god of the hills. Their gods are god of the hills. It's no wonder if we went to him in <laughs> the hills. Of yeah. course, we were. He, they were gonna win, but. We, if we, if you muster the same forces, type of force that you have already mustered, if you guys do that again by next year, then we'll go and we will fight them in the plains, and then we will definitely beat them because their god is not a god of the
0: Their waters. god doesn't have any control. Doesn't have the power in the
1: right. plains. That's right. right. All his powers in the hills. Mm-hmm. So surely we'll win. So these are the two types of advice that these guys are getting. Okay. So we'll continue now by reading in chapter 20, verse 26 to 28.
0: Okay. In the spring, then Hadad mustered the Syrians and went up to Aphek to fight against Israel. And the people of Israel were mustered and were provisioned and went against them. The people of Israel encamped before them like two little flocks of goats. But the Syrians filled the country. And a man of God came near and said to the king of Israel, Thus says the Lord. Because the Syrians have said, The God, uh, the Lord is a God of the hills, but He is not a God of the valleys. Therefore, I will give all this great multitude into your hand, and you shall know that I am the Lord.
1: So now it's spring. Now we've had time go by. You don't fight in the winter, obviously. They don't, you know, it just wasn't smart. And the one, good time way to lose a yeah. lot of your <laughs> own forces. Everybody knew we're not going to. Be fighting in the winter, so they've returned home. Ben Hadad's been remustering his Syrian forces, which is what we find in verse 26. So he's got his forces all gathered up again, and he's coming against Israel again. Israel is mustered and provisioned as well. The people of Israel are camped like two little flocks of goats,
0: mm. so it says in verse 27. Yep, the great forces that the Syrians have, they're just like two little flocks of goats. That's down right,
1: there. just Yeah. Yep. Exactly. It's a great
0: picture. Yeah.
1: I love it. Yep. So again, overwhelming odds against God's people. But in verse 28, that's where a man of God. This isn't introduced like the other prophet was introduced. The other prophet was introduced as a prophet. This one's introduced like a man of God. Mm -hmm. Verse 26, 28. So it seems to be a different unnamed Mm -hmm. uh, prophet that's coming. And sure enough, he comes near and says to the king of Israel, thus says the Lord, because the Syrian said the God, the Lord is a God. Yahweh is a God of the hills and not a God of the valleys. Therefore, I will give all this great multitude into your hand and you will know that I'm the Lord.
0: Right. So he said, watch this.
1: Yep. Watch this <laughs> is what God says. Um, he says through the prophet, look, they think I'm nothing. They're belittling me. I am going to give them all into your hand. This is a very definitive statement. Mm -hmm. He is saying you are going to utterly defeat them today because they belittled me Mm -hmm. because they belittled me. It's not because
0: of how great you are. That's right. Or any of that. It's because it's my reputation on the line. Yes.
1: It's God's reputation on the line. Exactly. That is the thing. And so I'm going to hand them into your hand. You're going to utterly sub defeat and subjugate them today. That's the point. We must take this in. This is important as the story goes on. That's the point to utterly defeat and subjugate them. That's what we're about to do. Okay. Okay. So from there, we'll just read verse 29 through 34.
0: 29 to 34. Okay. And they encamped opposite one another seven days. Then on the seventh day, the battle was joined. And the people of Israel struck down the Syrians, uh, yeah, struck down of the Assyrians 100,000 foot soldiers in one day. And the rest fled into the city of Aphek, and the wall fell upon 27,000 men who were left. Ben Hadad also fled and injured an inner chamber in the city. And his servants said to him, Behold, now we have heard that the kings of the house of Israel are merciful kings. Let us put sackcloth around our waists and ropes on our heads and go out to the king of Israel. Perhaps he will spare your life. So they tied sackcloth around their waists and put ropes on their heads and went to the king of Israel and said, Your servant Ben-Hadad says, Please let me live. And he said, Does he still live? He's my brother. Now the men were watching for a sign, and they quickly took it up from him and said, Yes, your brother Ben-Hadad. Then he said, Go and bring him. Then Ben-Hadad came out to him, and he caused him to come up into the chariot. And Ben-Hadad said to him, The cities that my father took from your father I will restore, and you may establish bazaars for yourself in Damascus, as my father did in Samaria. And Ahab said, I will let you go on these terms. So he made a covenant with him and let him go.
1: mm mm This is um, really, really ugly Mm -hmm. here because of the word we just heard at the end of verse 28. Here's what we're going to do, and you're going to do it because they think so little of me. You're going to utterly subjugate and defeat them. So sure enough, it turns out well in verse 29, 30, things are going very, very well. As a matter of fact, a 100,000 foot soldiers mm-hmm. defeated. They chased the people back to the city. We've got these little references in here too. And a wall I fell. Think you know already. 20, yes, our wall 000. is falling. I mean, what's that sound? There's
0: seven days. Seven
1: days. On the seventh day is when the battle is enjoined after they can't forsake. It six, all seven, sounds seven.
0: like the story of Jericho. Ah. which was the first city that the people of Israel defeated yes. when they went into the land of Canaan. utterly
1: defeated. And, and God showed not anything his power. they did. That's right. God. Full uh, fully on God's power and how powerful he was. We have these little references back. Oh yes. This sounds like God is showing himself like he's shown himself before. Utter defeat is what should have happened. Now in Jericho too, though, there was a problem because somebody didn't do what right. they were supposed to do in giving yeah. complete glory to the Lord. So, um, when the, when we go to th- then the end of verse 30, Ben Hadad flees and Again, enters an he inner chamber. The city does. Yeah. He gets away at least for a short time. And he's fled to an inner chamber somewhere in the city. You know, the walls have fallen, but he's still hiding out somewhere in the city. Oh. And his servants are saying to him, You know what? Here's what we gotta do. We gotta completely outfit ourselves in nothing but servants' attire. Nothing, not not just servants, but slaves, you know, like, like captives. We're going to outfit ourselves like captives and, and put ropes around our necks and just throw himself, throw ourselves at the mercy of the Israelite king, because we've heard that Israelite kings can be merciful. So let's work on that. Let's play on that and see if we can't keep our lives. That's what they say to Ben-Hadad. So they sure enough, they tie themselves up like this and put sackcloth around their waists, and uh, ropes over their heads. Verse 32, they go out to the king of Israel. The servants of Ben-Hadad and say, your servant Ben-Hadad says, please let me live. And Ahab said, does he still live? He's my brother.
0: That's so crazy because he is now their, uh, Ahab's slave.
1: Yeah, should be considered his slave Why is he
0: saying this is my brother?
1: Yes, yes. And so it says right away that those men were watching for a sign. Yeah, they were. They're that watching was for much better this than is they is expected. Like a, it, yes, right. very much so. And
0: they jumped on it This quick.
1: is a sign from heaven to them. And they jump right on it, like you're saying. And they, they're like, oh, that's right. <laughs> your brother. Yes, your brother. Been, hey, Dad. Oh, yes, that's who we're talking about. The man who you should consider your brother. He very much wants to be your brother. And then Ahab said, Go and bring him. And Ben Hadad comes out, and Ahab caused him to come up into the chariot. Verse 33 this is the king's chariot, mm-hmm. and he is lifting Ben Hadad up into it like he's a, an equal. A
0: co- coping, That's yeah. right.
1: Exactly. And sure enough, Hey, Dad makes this great offer to him about money. It's a money-making offer is what it is. I'll give you all the cities back that my father took from Mm -hmm. your father. And you can establish bazaars in Damascus. You can establish a money-making venture in my capital city. um, How about that? And to which, to which Ahab says, that's good terms. I'll let you go based on that. And then of all things at the end of verse 34, makes a covenant, covenants with this king who God told him today. Underly I am defeat. utterly giving him into your hand. I am absolutely giving him into your hand, meaning you should defeat him completely. And why was that? Again we looked at verse twenty eight. Because they belittled Yahweh, because they said he's just a God of the hills, not and a God of made, the way. and so will I,
0: I think that's the saddest line. So he made a covenant with him. He yep. Let him go. Yep. Because yep. he's not having any punishment for thinking so little of God. the Lord. Yes, that's right.
1: That's exactly. Right. Okay. So that's what. So so this is where we get to, and we should be getting up to this point, and going, Yikes! This cannot be good. This cannot be good. Yes, they defeated them in battle. Yahweh held up His end perfectly, perfectly, um, and but now Ben uh, Ahab is. Definitely faltering, Mm -hmm. and it's all based on greed, right? And it's all based on greed. I mean, he just wants more, more and more and more, and and, uh, sees a way that he can get something out of this. So he's going to let this guy live. Yeah, this is crazy.
0: This is. Well, let's read this last part of this chapter, and then we can talk
1: about about what what this this, yeah what
0: what this story is really about and what's going on. Yeah. And a certain man of the sons of the prophets said to his fellow at the command of the Lord, Strike me, please. But the man refused to strike him. Then he said to him, Because you have not obeyed the voice of the Lord, behold, as soon as you have gone from me, a lion shall strike you down. And as soon as he had departed from him, a lion met him and struck him down. Then he found another man and said, Strike me, please. And the man struck him, struck him and wounded him. So the prophet departed and waited for the king, by the way, disguising himself with a bandage over his eyes. And as the king passed, he cried to the king and said, Your servant went out into the midst of the battle. And behold, a soldier turned and brought a man to me and said, Guard this man, if by any means he is missing. Your life shall be for his life, or else you shall pay a talent of silver. And as your servant was busy here and there, he was gone. The king of Israel said to him, So shall your judgment be. You yourself have decided it. Then he hurried to take the bandage away from his eyes. And the king of Israel recognized him as one of the prophets. And he said to him, Thus says the Lord, Because you have let go out of your hand the man whom I have devoted to destruction, therefore your life shall be for his life, and your people for his people. And the king of Israel went to his house, vexed and sullen, and came to Samaria. Mm-hmm. So here it is, a picture. it's yeah. a little confusing when we first start reading that. I think. Yeah, it <laughs> is.
1: Um, we're, we're not sure why we just made this transition at first, because we're like, oh, all of a sudden we're with a whole bunch of prophets. What's going on here? Mm-hmm. What? How do we make this transition? But this is important. So we go, when we go to first 35, a certain man from among the sons of the prophets. And, and again, we don't know, is this a prophet that we've met already or not? What we're going to find out though, is that Ahab knows him. Right, Ahab recognizes him whenever he gets to see him. But he is says to his uh, fellow prophet, apparently, his fellow, one of his fellows at the command of the Lord, strike me, please. But the man refused to strike him. And he said to him, because you have not obeyed the voice of the Lord, behold, as soon as you have gone from me, a lion shall come and strike you down. And as soon as he depart from him, a lion met him and struck him down. So there in is our first part that we need to know the prophet said, do this because the Lord says, do it. And the man doesn't want to do it and it's going to cost him his life. Right. Immediately then in verse 37, he finds another man and says, strike me, please. And the man strikes him, struck him and wounded him in verse 37. And so the prophet departed and waited for the king, by the way, disguising himself with a bandage over his eyes. And as the king passed, he cried to him. And he gives this story about how he was in the battle. And when he was in the battle, somebody came to him, another soldier, and gave him a prisoner and said, Hang on to this prisoner. If you lose him for any reason, it's going to cost you either your life or a talent of silver. Mm-hmm. And then off he goes in the battle, supposedly. And then this man is left alone trying to guard this prisoner. Well, then I was, I was out doing stuff. I was kind of yeah. taking care of business that I needed to take care of during the battle. And then he got away from me. And so he's acting like he's pleading for the king's mercy on him. Hey, can't you override that so that I'll be okay? Well, Ahab hears this and Ahab turns to him and says, and says, so shall your judgment be, you yourself has decided it, have decided it. Right. So look, you, by your own action, you have you sealed your fate. Right. You knew what was going to happen and still you did it. I won't have mercy on you. I'm, uh, you know, you're I'm handing you blood. over to the, right. yep, to the ones who, who you should have, you should have done what you said or what you were told. And then, verse 47, he hurried to take away the baby from his eyes, and the king of Israel recognized him as one of the prophets. Verse 41. Verse 41, yeah, yeah, verse 41. So, verse 42, he said. then he said to him, the prophet said to him, Thus says the Lord, because you have let go out of your hand the man whom I devoted to destruction, therefore your life shall be for his life and your people for his people. Mm-hmm. So the pronouncement against the king is actually the very thing that is like the very illustration that mm-hmm. he's gotten through the prophet mm-hmm. just now into Ben-Hadad's hand from God was handed these people, especially, I'm sorry, into Ahab's hand from God was handed Ben-Hadad mm-hmm. and his army. And God said,
0: and you had they're to be
1: destroyed. And you they were given to him. you. You had, and you were supposed to obey the word of the Lord, but instead, he let him go.
0: Right.
1: Instead, he got busy about his own stuff, his own money making, and whatever, and let him go.
0: Right. Which and just yes. reminds you of all the scary movies when you see somebody come at somebody, and then they, you think they're dead. Yep. And then you know they're not really dead because you've watched movies before. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they walk away or turn around, and you know. That person laying on the floor is going to get up, is and gonna, yep, you know, and yep. you're screaming at them, "Don't do it!" And it always happens because they didn't completely kill they didn't do
1: a full job. Yes, that's right. And that they is what's happening
0: know. here. It seems like a perfect picture of that. So all I guess right. it's a, a life, lesson. life.
1: Yes, exactly. <laughs> But I
0: think all of this, um, there's such a bigger story. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And I think in terms of the Jesus story. Jesus is the one who will come and utterly defeat the enemy. Yes. I mean, gives his whole life for that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There, yes. So that there's nothing left.
1: Nothing gave left. It all Only completely defeats.
0: To take the enemy out. Yes. Um, of course. But in our, as we live out our lives, yeah. I feel like um, there's some really good pictures of this. Because yes. if we have sin in our life and mm-hmm. we've recognized it, mm-hmm. And we're in this battle, mm-hmm. and then we let any—we're oh, just so often—we um, let a little piece of it still live. Yes. I even think that it's interesting that it says Ben Haydad also fled and entered an inner chamber in the city, and to me that made mm-hmm. me think of an inner chamber of our heart, you mm-hmm. know, just deep and yeah. hidden, and
1: so the enemy goes into that uh, hidden place deep yes. within us and crouches there and acts completely subservient
0: to you. Yes. And then we start thinking, well, it won't hurt just a little bit. And yeah. Yeah. Before we I can let them live.
1: I can, yeah. I can actually get a little something out of this. Right. this I can, can have still it, be
0: for good. It, yeah.
1: I can still enjoy it a little bit and it won't get out of control. It. It'll be a bit me actually. Right.
0: Yes. And we start talking to ourselves in this way. And then before long, we're making a covenant mm-hmm. yes. with our sin. Mm-hmm. And letting it live. Yes. And where it will kill us. Yes. It will be the end of us if we don't get this under control. Mm-hmm. So, to me, this is a perfect picture of that. Your mm-hmm. sin is not your brother. Right. It's not your friend. Right. And we can't make covenants mm-hmm. or peace with the enemy. Exactly. Um, I think so these right stories, yeah. I think a lot of times we look at them as just people killing people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But there's a bigger story being told. Yes. In our spiritual life. Yes. That we are battling. We're in a battle with the enemy. Mm-hmm. And we can't let those things live. Yeah. We can't let them. Oh, they're tiny. They're just so small. Mm-hmm. I can't even see them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And let them grow.
1: Yes. In another, uh, in another way, as st- to right along those same lines comes out of these two stories is that in the first one ben hadad kept the word of the lord first he sent out the 232 just like he was told to do i'm going to do this by the servants of the governors of the districts and they become his primary force as he sends out his Uh people and sure enough they win then we get to this second battle the next spring and it's and he's given a word from the prophet which is The Lord's going to give them into your hand. In Mm -hmm. other words, subjugate them and defeat them completely. That's the word of the Lord. He was given, which he does not do. In the first one, he did it. He won completely. In the second one, he didn't do it. He did win, but it's going to cost him his life because he didn't go as far as he needed to go, was told
0: to go. I mean, he did hand them over to him. Yeah, he absolutely A hundred thousand foot soldiers in one day. That's a complete number.
1: Yeah, yeah they're devastated. They are absolutely shock and awe, devastated by God's power. The the Arameans, Syrians are not, have, have, can be any way said that they did well this day. They got completely defeated by God's power. However, in, they come out of it much better off because mm-hmm. not better off than they would have been originally, but better off than they should be at the end, and able to because, rebuild because and able to rebuild.
0: And they were able
1: to. Well, why wouldn't they? He wants them to rebuild now. That's going to mm-hmm. mean good money him. for him. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, what we see here is that he hasn't kept the word of the Lord by by subjugating them completely, by even killing their king and devastating the the authority of these people who challenged Yahweh, who said that Yahweh is not a power, not that powerful a God. Right. Um, and so, because he hasn't done that because he hasn't kept God's will, he's, he and his house uh, are first. going to be devastated. Right. Put, yeah, put his word. He didn't put his word first, which God told him
0: to do. It's very interesting. And I think, um, when God asks us to get some, mm-hmm. some, scheme of the enemy out of our life. Mm-hmm. And it might not even be the same thing for you and me mm-hmm. he might not ask you to get rid of that. Cause that may not be the thing that's killing you, right? But if you ask me to, then mm-hmm. I can't, um, it's also not up to us to look in. I can't look in at your life and say, Oh, it's okay for a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. Cause right. if God has asked you to get rid of it yeah, completely,
1: yeah, then that's up to me mm-hmm. to do
0: that. You have, to do that. I have and, to do that, and I can't judge whether that's okay or not. Yeah, because God is you. That's right. So yeah, I don't know. I'm, free. I'm you have to walk
1: school. close enough with the Lord to know, you right. know, where you are in
0: this. And put the, the word first. To.
1: Yes, he and put His word first. So, great, great picture. Great picture. Wonderful story. I hope that doesn't um, bewilder everyone anymore. Hopefully, those of you who are listening. So um, it's really a terrific word, a terrific picture of what is going on in that story. So next time we'll get into Chapter 21. We'll start talking about Naboth's Vineyard next time and just how what is, a wonderful Christ story this is. It's get the middle of our
0: sandwich, right? Of our middle of the sandwich.
1: And so big, big piece coming help us understand again Ahab and why things have gone downhill so bad in Ahab's reign and what hasn't been done well. And yeah, uh, let's, we'll keep that in mind. We'll be there next time. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your time. We're really glad that you guys listen. Please share uh, with those who are close to you or social media, whatever you do, and we will talk to you again in just a few days. God bless everyone.